Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of M365 Voice. My name is Mike Malani. I'm Sarah Holly. And I'm Antonio Mayo. And today we're doing another question from the jar. And Sarah Perfect has... I have it here. I almost yeah. forgot. I almost forgot my prop. Perfect. Okay, are you ready? <clears throat> SharePoint syntax automatically creates a content center in your tenant. Why would an organization want or need more than one content center? Because you can actually create as many as you need in syntax. That's correct. Hmm. I have an answer. So I could see just one one thought around it. I could see organizations with multiple divisions where each division needs to manage their own um, uh, document understanding models, for example, their own content. Perhaps they're walled off from other divisions or they just they have a very different context for their content that other divisions don't know or understand um, and they need to manage their own models. So that might be one. I would agree. I think if you have a wholly owned subsidiary, for example, or if you are um, a government entity where you have multiple high level departments, um, you may want to do that uh, as well. But I actually have another reason they have changed. And whenever we talk about this, I am going to put a disclaimer up front. I'm going to talk about licensing for a moment, which changes quickly. So I'm going to tell uh, share what's true today for licensing, which might not be true for long. But they have recently made a change to syntax licensing that anyone who has SharePoint licensing could be given access to the content center to create document understanding models. They just can't publish the models unless they actually have a syntax license. So in that sense, I could actually see more departments, for example, HR or legal or IT, each wanting to have their own content center because then they can give out access from a member visitor owner perspective to that content center site to only people within their department who can then freely create models, even if they can't publish those models. Gotcha, so that's interesting. That's an interesting change because you're right, more people can actually get into the content center and create models, contribute to models, help train models, even if they don't have a syntax license. Correct, and that's actually a really useful context because in that sense, if I were creating a model, and I knew that Antonio, you and Mike both had documents and could help teach that model from an AI perspective, right? That you could get access to the content center and go in and help train up a model. And then I hit publish because I have a syntax license on that model. But that might be a reason why you would want multiple content centers because otherwise your document understanding models and your content centers are all just gonna be there um, in one location. Now you could organize them somewhat or um, but frankly, if anyone with a SharePoint license can go in and see models or help train models, I would think that's a key reason to create different content center sites. Yeah. I care for you like this. Um, it's great that we uh, we can add people to create models. As long as you have a proper governance around it, as long as you give that access to the users that know and understand what content types is, because you can get a sprawl of content types when you create a model. If you don't use any existing content types, 
and you don't do it the right way, then you're going to end up with people just creating content types and not understanding the impact of having so many content types in there that can yeah. be duplicates. It's it's very easy to add new content types every time you model. Exactly. It's playing around. We've all seen that happen. Um, that's a great point. So you still need a license, as you were saying, Sarah, to publish your model. I Correct. think you still need a license if you're going to access a library where a model is acting and pulling out metadata. Um, right. Agreed. Now, I would say um, always the relevant point is um, go back and see our disclaimer around syntax licenses. But um, uh, so if you want to apply a document understanding model to a document library, um, you have to have a syntax license. If you wanted to create a form processing model, those are created inside of document libraries. You also need a syntax license. If you want to upload content to a document library that has either a document understanding model or a form understanding model, you have to have a license for syntax. And if you, of course, want to run a document understanding model on demand, like you can choose documents in a document library and rerun them against a model, you have to have a syntax license. So um, I have talked to people um, uh, at conferences and I have heard of a couple of uh, situations where people had very specific use cases. There was one I actually talked to recently where she mentioned she works for um, a smaller uh, government agency and they would only have a few people that would need to upload documents to the document library, um, in which case they could afford all of the great features of syntax by only licensing two or three people in their small organization. And that's a wonderful use case because it's obviously quite cost effective because you get all the benefits of syntax by only licensing a few people. I think the challenge becomes in medium to large organizations because you pay extra for syntax above like an E3 or an E5 per user per month that then if you have users and you need them all to access document libraries or at least have that ability so that they wouldn't be blocked from being able to upload documents to a document library, then you'd have to license just about everybody. So yeah. I think that can be a challenge if you can really closely monitor how many users you license for syntax, I think, wow, do you ever get incredible functionality then? Yeah, I like that. Another another reason I'm just thinking out loud here is uh, multi-geo. If you are in a multi-geo organization, yeah. it's not you should. It's a must at that point because the, you have different SharePoint tenant URL. Then uh, your content center cannot won't see the other geolocation sites as well. So you will need to have multiple content center based on each geolocation. So that's an interesting use case. I hadn't, I haven't tried that before. So if you're in a multi-geo scenario, and let's say I have two geos, I have North America and Europe. Right. And normally I'm working in Europe, and I can create a content center there and build models and publish them to libraries. Um, but then I want to create one for Europe. How do I create a content center for that other geo? Do I switch geos and then create the content center, or do you specify the geo on the content center? I have not, I'm just thinking how, I have not tried it. So I, I'm thinking the way the the SharePoint Admin Center works, that you have completely separate URL for each geo. 
Yeah. Uh, so, and then you have a separate URL for each uh, geo SharePoint sites. So when you go into your setup of your of your syntax, I am assuming if you have access to both geo or at least the one that doesn't have it, you will be able to go and specify that geo. Uh, something to actually try. I've never tried it, but this is what I'm thinking. It has to work that way. You're going to have to go into that geo location and say, this is what the content center because it has to create it under that geo location. So when you or so when you send up content center, sorry, Antonio, but when you set up content center, you set up a default. Sorry, when you set up syntax, you set up a default content center, and then you right. go into the share more SharePoint admin center um, to create more content center sites because content center sites are basically just a SharePoint site type that right. your SharePoint admins can set up in content center. That's correct. But I have never tried whether in the SharePoint Admin Center, if you have a multi-geo model, if it will let you choose which. So I would imagine you would choose it after the fact, right? If a, if a content center is just a SharePoint site, That's right? Because right. with SharePoint sites, you can adjust their geo. You can right. move them to another geo. So you right. just choose that site and move it to another. Again, we should try it. But I suspect that it's you create the content center and then you change it to geo in the SharePoint Admin Yeah, Center. I, I, definitely that would work. I'm wondering if you if you have the default content center in a, in a North American geo, then if you go to the European admin center, if that content, the option to create that content center will be available. If not, then you're going to have to default to go to North America and then change the, the geolocation over to the European one. Worth a try. Yeah, wow. exactly. Um, that's really interesting. I came, sorry. Antonio, I keep on interrupting you. Go ahead. That's okay. I was just going to, that's just a, a back to our original question. That's a great use case for multiple content centers. Right. I was going to say. Go, go ahead, Sarah. I have another one. Um, one of the things that I always recommend to people when you're working in syntax and you're creating document understanding models, you have to upload files, example files and non-example files to train your model. Example files would be if you're creating a model for statements of work, you would want to upload you know, probably four or five statement of work examples and then upload something that's a how-to document that is not a statement of work as a non-example. All of the files that you use to train your models get put in a document library in your content center called the training files library. I always advise people go into that document library, your training files library in your content center site and create a folder and name the folder yeah. after the name of your model because otherwise you will lose your files and you'll never remember a week later or three months later, or if you have multiple users in there, you'll never be able to keep track of which training files are the right training files for which model. So it's a good idea to create a folder with the name of each model. But even with that, if you have many, many, many models in your organization, um, it, that folder could get very unwieldy. So that in and of itself to keep things organized might be a reason to create multiple content center sites because it's just going to get too busy to be able to successfully mine and train your models. Agreed. Agreed, I like that. The use case you, I think, touched on earlier, Sarah, was around government agencies. So I was just thinking about some of the government clients we've worked with, and often they're made up, at least here in Canada, of multiple ministries, let's say at the provincial level. Different ministries really do have ownership over their content, where for some ministries, they they don't permit other ministries to see their content. And they wouldn't even from a training perspective, sorry, 
Um, and uh, that would be another reason for separating out to another content center, things like that. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that the governance, <laughs> I can quickly see the challenge We'll say just like many other things in Microsoft 365 that we start making use of syntax, we start creating models, we start training models, and we don't think about the governance until things get messy, right? And um, so I think oftentimes, uh, I'm guessing you would agree, Mike, that you know we don't want our content center sites to be messy or be difficult to navigate. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and that defeats the purpose of having or syntax. If if you you're getting your content center or your syntax models out of hand, then you just create another mess. Because the fact is, why do we do this? Because we're doing document understanding as one example. We're classifying content, so in, eventually we're going to apply some retention policies to it. So just not having that governance model around it, it's basically going to create another huge mess that we're trying to resolve with retention policies and compliance and classifications. It's almost like you should organize your content even in like your inbox or something. Yes. I like that. They are already like, flagged. Like podcaster joke. Just one flag. <laughs> if you are going to set up multiple content center sites um, within your tenant, um, one of the key things that I like to advise people that they may not know is that you can actually move or replicate your document understanding models from one content center to another. So when you're actually in your content center site and you're looking in the library that stores your models, you can select a model and download it. It will basically package up <clears throat> that model. You can download it, then you can go to a different content center site that you have access to, upload the model out there, and then you could publish that model from the second content center without having to retrain it. So when you download and um, replicate it between content centers, um, you don't even have to retrain the model, which is actually really nice if you still want to have that safety and security, but you want to be able to reuse models that you built in one content center and another one. Very cool. Can you just treat it like a file, <coughs> copy it from one site to another also? Just yeah, if I remember correctly, it's it copies down or you download it and it's a, I think a doc classifier file. Um, yeah. So it's a unique file type, but it basically would enable you to effectively reuse. Now, of course, the models then are not linked. So if you download it and upload it to a different content center, right, you don't maintain any link between the two, but right. it's nice that you can literally upload it to a different content center and then publish it to a library immediately without having to kind of redo the training of that model. Right, that is cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it saves a lot of time as well. I like that. Okay, I think that was. Uh, I, I like that we had a lot of a lot of good uh, good ideas here around multiple content content center and licensing and everything else. Thank you both. Thanks for everyone for listening, in, and I will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.